what is up, everybody? Thank you uh, for tuning into the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. We're really excited about this new podcast. It's really designed to, to just be very casual, just a couple of leaders at Fathom talking faith, talking life, talking about how we can grow in our faith, where it's really going on between Monday through Saturday, not just on Sunday. So uh, tune in, listen to the conversation, open your heart, and pray that, that this really helps. Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversation that takes us deeper in our walk with God. Um, today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson. Hey, everybody. The usual suspects. Usual suspects, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jackie Cobble here. Um, just excited to talk to you today. Maybe a little, maybe not as super excited, because we're going to talk <laughs> a little bit about politics. Hey, you're not excited about that. I am. I <laughs> Um, I don't do a lot of politics talk from the stage, but um, I'm really interested. And I, and I do uh, a lot of reading and writing um, around this and um, looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. And I just want to tell everybody who's listening, thank you for listening, first of all. Yeah. Um, we really really do hope it, it's helping you just process some things in life maybe that are really current. And I think the mm-hmm. conversation around politics is super current. Like yes. it's always current because there's always politics, but... Right. It's particularly current <laughs> in the past. <laughs> if you, you haven't, know, if you haven't heard, yeah, for <laughs> there's sure. a lot of stuff going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this may be a, a, an encouraging, you know, conversation, you know, for others who are just yeah. kind of navigating through this stuff. So yeah, just remember to, um, to keep spreading the word about this podcast. We're here to, to serve and, and yeah. hope that it's benefiting you. Yep. Yep. We we're we're just excited that we get to come alongside you. Yeah. That's, that's the, the biggest part, I think, yeah. at least for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, like I said, we're, we're diving into um, maybe not so much politics as the, um, as we'd say, you know, Republican, Democrat, all of that, all of that nonsense. <laughs> Are there other animals in the political spectrum or is it just the donkey I, I, and it, the elephant? <laughs> it's the donkey, the elephant, and then you have the Libertarian Party. I don't think Do, they I, have an They don't animal. have an animal. They need, libertarians need an animal. Um, let's think of something that a Libertarian animal. <laughs> what, what's their mascot? We need this. If there is, it, it's probably like a, I don't know, like what's a, like a dove or, you know, they're just like. A dove. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're just like. It would be like the, it would be. Um, let everybody be, you know. What's a, what's a, what's a, like a, a reclusive animal, one that just kind of stays by itself. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We, we could sit here and think of uh, stupid animals to like connect to the Libertarian it. Party for a long time. but Like, is there an animal? Uh, yeah. yeah. You're going to get oh, lost. Oh, there is. There it's, is? Yes. Stop it. What is it? It's a porcupine, or at least it looks like a porcupine. Porcupine. Are they prickly? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that. How about that? I'm like, wait a minute. That's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, you need to put away Google. Or you're gonna My get mind is blown it. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well that kind of makes sense. You learn something every day. <laughs> yes. All right. So now that we know that the Libertarian Party has an animal. <laughs> there you go. We can have this conversation. We can now have this conversation. So today, I mean... Sunday we talked a lot about rest and the Mm -hmm. importance of rest and um, the importance of just silence and all the things that don't seem to happen Mm -hmm. in our society today. (laughs) Um, You had talked about, you know, you said you had mentioned if I, if I created silence in this room, like if I just did a couple minutes of silence, everybody would be uncomfortable. It's true. And, and I will say I was that person a long time ago. (laughs) Like I grew up where there was constant, something was constantly on something was constantly going and so like i i had to i had to get to a place where i could be silent Mm -hmm. and sit in silence and so that was that was something that kind of hit home for me at 
at one point in the sermon and I really appreciated that because mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I am not there anymore. <laughs> I'm so like I do, like I, I struggle with it, you know, um, I, I struggle with it. And, and I think I, I preach that not out of a place of like, oh, I've got this all together. And like, no, I, yeah. my life is filled with noise too. My house is filled with noise Absolutely. too. Um, and, and it's just a, but it has to be a constant focus. If, right. if we want to hear from God, we got to turn down the noise. And one of the noisiest things <laughs> in the past year yes. in our life has been, has been politics. And, Absolutely. And that doesn't go away when we turn off the TV, unfortunately. No. It doesn't even go away when we turn off social media. Nope. Like it's, it's still You can't there. go to the grocery store yeah. without hearing a conversation about it. Right. And so I think that's kind of spurred this conversation. Of, yeah. You know, let's, let's exactly. Talk, and so when I was, politics. when I was thinking through all of these things, um, my husband works for the news mm. and so we're constantly, he's inundated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, it couldn't avoid it. Constant. Yeah. And it confronts you with the question, how am I to respond to politics mm-hmm. as a believer? Yeah. And I think so many people have opinions on this. Yeah. <laughs> but the only opinion Isn't that... Isn't that what politics is? It's just a bunch of opinions? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yes, that is all, all it right, is. All right, so <laughs> a little bit of a crass um, um, <laughs> illustration here, but it, it's true in real life. My uh, One of my football coach, uh, football coaches in high school, he was my head coach at one point, Cornelius Bobo. He's about 6'8", about 350-pound wow. black man. And he, um, he, one time after, uh, uh, or before a game, he goes, guys, anything else before this game, any questions, there are no dumb questions. And somebody raised their hand and he's like, he's like, that was a dumb question. And, uh, <laughs> one of the other things he, he would say to is like, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's mm-hmm. got an opinion. Um, it, no, he goes, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's oh, yeah. got one and they all stink. You would all, yep. Have you heard that one? Oh, you look yes. like you've heard that one. Oh, yes. I, that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And I've never heard it again. But That is um, my, that is a prominent saying in our house. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah, politics is a place of, of opinions. And, mm-hmm. and we're, we're people of opinions and people with minds who think and um, view things from different perspectives and, and that makes all this really important and really complicated. Um, right. Um, even more so as we begin to process that as Christians. Right. Well, all of our opinions are formed by our experience, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't have an opinion that isn't backed by what we have experienced in life. Mm -hmm. So, so it's hard to, separate ourselves from opinion to search for fact. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we can approach this from a biblical perspective and we try to not remove our personal experience, but um, filter our experiences through the word of God, then then we can have a real discussion about our role as believers Mm -hmm. in politics. So that's our question for today, yeah. or at least the overarching question is, what is our role as believers in politics? Yeah, so we can think about, okay, so what are our possible options here? Well, one, we can do nothing, mm-hmm. and we can just be witnesses of what's taking place in this earth, mm-hmm. and just create our um, little bubble over here. Yeah and create our little utopia in our churches, um, which some like to do that. Yeah. We just create a little utopia over here. That's an option. Um, 
I guess an option is to take the capital by force, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. That's an option that some have explored um, in recent days. It's, it's an option. It's an option. Um, worse than the first one, <laughs> in my opinion, much worse um, than the first one. And um, and then I think that the, the third one, I mean, there's probably more. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. keeping it simple here, is that we can be active contributors to the discourse understanding that we are the salt and light of the earth yes which encompasses all of our social and political and economic realm yeah like is is salt just for our families is or is salt also for our businesses Mm. Is the salt supposed to also sprinkle in Washington? Mm. Is it also supposed to sprinkle in whatever your field or trade is? You are supposed to take that salt there, not just keep it to yourself at your home. No, no, you're supposed to carry that salt. You're supposed to be that salt and light and dark place. And I don't know if there's a darker place than than the political sphere. Amen. So... I know people talk about like praying for the president Um, and I don't care who's in office, my mayor, my governor, my senators, I don't care who they are or which way they vote or what their experience is. I'm going to pray for them. Yes. I'm going to pray for them. Um, It's a biblical mandate. First of all, yes. Regardless of what I think about them or what I think they're going to do, I'll pray that, they lead with God's wisdom, not their own wisdom. I'll pray that they know him and have a personal relationship with him if they don't already. You know, um, I'll pray that they enact policy that is good for the people and it's not selfish in nature. That's not moved by, um, you know, all these pacts out there. Mm there. There's just a whole litany of things that we can begin to pray for our politicians. And, um, cause if, if they are, uh, they're, they're at such a place which they can be pulled in so many directions that it's a, there's constant power struggle. Mm-hmm. There's constant things of, uh, I'll scratch your back. If you, they're constantly having to, like their integrity is waged on every single day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know we all have to have our own challenges like with integrity decisions. I can almost promise you down to the person that we don't understand what that pressure is. Yeah, absolutely. To be in public office and to feel the pressures of all the people that are surrounding them and all the voices Mm -hmm. that are there. And so I'm getting off track, but I think the third option that I was really trying to, to, to say is it's to be an active participator in the affairs of this earth but understanding with a deep understanding and and motivated mostly by our citizenship in heaven and that we our citizenship is to a higher king and a higher kingdom and Absolutely. so i'll vote for a president in our land um but i i know that mm-hmm. i'm most responsible to the king of kings lord of lords right um and so that, that that's where it starts 
Absolutely. That's where it starts is, yeah. is knowing that I, I can be actively involved in political discourse and questions and conversations that benefit in talking, you know, and sending messages to my city mm-hmm. officials and state officials and government officials um, in whatever way I feel is, um, is effective. Yeah. You know, and, and people range on what's effective and what's not effective. Right. And and it really boils down to how much are we willing to lean into those things, how passionate we are, what has God called us to. Yes. You know, we all have a different, you know, calling <laughs> in those things and different passions for those things. So I give grace for that. Right. You know, um, but we're all, I, I believe we're all called to be active participators because I do think it has to do with us being the salt of the earth. Yes. And, and, and being able to, we put that vote when we, when we say this is what we believe is right. Um, even when it's mocked. Yes. On the news stations, even when it's mocked through the news articles, Mm -hmm. even when it's rejected as just complete nonsense or craziness, which it is like, it often is. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just, uh, you know, I'm not offended by being the laughing stock. You know, it happened to no. Jesus. We shouldn't be surprised that it happens to us. And I'm not offended when it happens to us because they don't understand. There is a veil exactly over their faces, yes. what the scripture tells us. There's a veil and it's a veil of ignorance. It's a veil mm-hmm. of not having seen Jesus for who he truly is. And yep. um, and I'm not going to hold that against that person. I'm just going to pray that they get that, yeah. you know, and want that. And so I, and that helps me not get into combativeness which i think is what so much of the discourse is these days it's it's combat and canceling all that garbage there's a level of offense that we take on it seems like as Mm -hmm. believers like oh i can't believe you wouldn't agree with me i can't but like you said there's it should not be shocking it should Mm -hmm. not be like so offensive to us that people don't agree with us because it is it's clearly spelled out all throughout scripture that we're not going to be like this world. The world is going to look at us and be confused by what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think with the issue of uh, of life and um, abortion, which um, it just still it just it grieves my heart. It oh, just, absolutely. It just grieves my heart. Um, and so, and that sometimes, like, just when I stop and think about it, I just I I can't even. No, because when I you can't. Think I just it, feel the weight of that, you know, and. Um, um, you know, so sorry, I'm getting off track just cause my <laughs> mind just goes there and it's, no. emo- it's an emotional topic, but, um, I think about that issue and, and just that there's just a, a stark divide in our country on that, mm-hmm. but, you know, continually having a steady voice on that, um, the church. And, and I think it is so important and not just on that issue, but all the issues of life, all the life issues. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where the church has gotten themselves in trouble is that they pick and choose which issues of life that they Absolutely. want to support. I mean, you'll and, see a lot of Christians be pro death penalty, mm-hmm. but is, you know, like, does that, does that align with the word of God? Yeah. Because, and, and I, I did not want to make this podcast a policy thing where we right. go through the policies. Um, I'm actually preparing a message series at some point I'll do just on the matters of life that are really important that we do talk about. Uh, that's one that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convicted about, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, a right of life. And, um, you know, I, I, 
so I'm 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 again it as the yeah. as the country <laughs> folks say I'm again yeah. it, um, you know. And so I, I think we get ourselves in trouble when we just kind of pick and choose and kind Absolutely. of cherry pick the the truth that yep. you know we want to get behind and then just kind of reject the other truth or ignore it and and maybe we feel some are worse absolutely you know and we're we're entitled to those uh, opinions but for me that's that's kind of diverting the attention from th- yes. the reality is that there's there's many issues of life that yep that the church ought to be for um and um we're, we're people of the light people of yeah. of e- eternal life and we want that for people I always think in those situations, like I want to give every person every opportunity, Mm -hmm. every opportunity that they can see God, because Mm -hmm. we know that it doesn't matter if they knew God from birth or if they knew God at the very last second of Mm -hmm. their life. Neither one really matters in the Mm -hmm. end because both of them will bring you to, to reconciliation with God, you know, one is blessed more. There's more abundance in it, but there is, but but we want as believers, our longing should not be that yeah. we see people get what they deserve, but that we see people come to know God. I, I, I th- I th- every time I hear they got what they deserve, I just think, mm, I don't want I, what I deserve. Right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, and, and I hope this doesn't sound too judgmental for someone, but when I hear that, I think, oh, you don't understand grace. That's that's usually I, that's yeah. usually what I hear, um, and that doesn't mean at some point in in my life I'll see something. I'm well, they deserved it. I mean, I <laughs> I've said that to my I own children. Say, you know, yes, <laughs> well, you I, deserved it. You know, I, it's not a standing in judgment. It's just a saying. Like, look, we have to put grace, yeah, first. Like, yeah. we have to recognize that none of us are getting what we deserve. Yeah, and we should never be for someone getting what they deserve. Yeah. We should be for them seeing God for who he is. Yeah. And that's, I think that is one of the hardest things for us because in our humanity, we want to see justice served. Mm. I love the story of, of this woman who I believe is in the Middle East and someone came in and um, murdered her husband and her mm-hmm. two sons. I've shared this story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it went down to the judgment um, and the sentencing and, you know, she had a chance to speak Um you know, what she, you know, I guess they, they give yep. uh, a victim or the victim's family a chance to speak at sentencing. And, and she did so. And, the, you know, and she said, hey, the the only thing I wish that you would sentence him to is that um, he would have to come and like eat with me or I would have to go and serve him every week or something like that. I mean, it was just like, and now I'm going to cry. Oh, it was like insane <laughs> amount of just the sheer love of God. Like there's mm-hmm. no other explanation for that kind of that's not natural. That's right. supernatural. That was flowing through her, but it was because she wanted this individual who took everything from her to know that like her hope wasn't even in them. It was in, it's in God and, and to know that, you know, I, I want to be able to show them that, that kind of love. And so we're way off on a tangent now, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, grace in this political atmosphere is, we just want retribution. We just want yep. that side to get what they deserve and them to just get the picture. And, and there's just constantly this, this backbiting and fighting and, and, um, you know, grace is the life that God's called a believer to is, yep. is so different from that. It, it, it's not contained in mm-hmm. our emotions. It's contained in the, the, 
the higher truth, which is of God's great love and that came down to us and to yeah. save us that from which, our mess. <laughs> that which should inform our emotions rather than... 100%. Yeah, you know, 100%. The, the other way around. Yeah, and, and I think we find out how tied we are to the kingdoms of this earth mm-hmm. by how emotionally we're tied up in them. And, yeah. And I'm not... I'm not bashing anybody who's felt a lot of emotions because I've felt a lot of emotions. I was about to say, every, if, everybody has. If you haven't, then yeah. I don't know what's happening with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you're just probably just ignoring it and right. just putting your head in the sand and just right. you know, ignoring it. But I think we can, there's a gauge there in which you say, when I'm kind of moving to this, where I am, I'm boiling over. And I mm-hmm. bet there's a lot of people even listening to this podcast right now who have hit seasons weeks, days, read articles, seen things on the news and which they're fuming and we're boiling over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I would just caution us to just take a step back and think I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm an active participator while I'm here, but at the end of the day, I'm on, I'm a foreigner. I'm on my way <laughs> to eternity. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be a popular opinion. And, and, you know, for, for some people, and I understand that, but, um, I just encourage us to take a step back and to really um, check our heart and make sure that we're really, um, you know, locked into the, the, the kingdom of heaven yeah. and our citizenship being there. And yeah. because I think when we know that it brings our emotions yeah. in check, like I have peace. Our hope rests in God alone. I'm telling you before the election, after the election, I could just tell you, like nothing changed in my emotional level, Mm-mm. right? It yeah. just, it just didn't, it yep. just didn't. And I'm not beating up on anybody whose emotional level did change. Mine just didn't, because I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a citizen. Of, I mean, I am a citizen of the United States, but I'm, a, I'm a, my higher sense says citizenship is is in right. heaven, and um, and I'm not gonna let kingdoms that will pass away dictate my emotions today. Yeah. That rhymed. I did not. <laughs> I'm not going to let kingdoms that will pass away dictate my emotions today. Look at that. You Look made a poem. That. You know. <laughs> that was bad. Something Good to lighten the Good air job. off of that heavy discourse. All right. What else you got? <laughs> so we've, we hear, you know, we hear a very biblical perspective, I feel like, on that. But can you talk through an example biblically of... Um, like Paul in the New Testament mm-hmm. where, you know, yeah. he's he's confronted with politics. He's confronted with... Yeah, and Jesus was too. We were talking about this before. <laughs> like Jesus, um, because he was just silent. Yeah. You know, his active participation, he, he was establishing and inaugurating the kingdom through his life, death, and resurrection. And so... Um, yeah, he's on, on a little bit of a different trajectory, if you will, <laughs> than we are. But Paul, I think, is a really good one to talk on when it comes to this because he he did stand before multiple rulers mm-hmm. um, in his day. And and one of his greatest life's mission, because Rome, the Roman Empire was, was the thing yeah. at the time. It was at its heyday. And... Um, and one of Paul's kind of ending life goals was to stand before Caesar in Rome and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. That was that was his trajectory was to get 
to the man in power yeah that can shift some things in this earth very quickly and in, into for the gospel to be preached there um and so i i always think uh, about that and just like man and i guess a, a dream of mine the heart my heart um and i believe god's heart for his church is that we would be passionate in whatever our field is, whatever our sphere of influence is, is to move upstream and to preach the gospel. Yes. You know, because that's how you can really change something mm-hmm. is moving upstream. In yes. It. Um, and I think where a lot of people feel like, you know, I, I can't really make a difference for anything going on in Washington, you know, writing a letter, call, making a call, whatever. It's just, eh, whatever. They're not going to read it. They're not going to notice. It's just noise to them. And I don't know, maybe you're right in some ways. It's the voice we have. <laughs> yeah. But what we do have, 100% of us, and we can rest in, is the, what are we doing with the influence we do have? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you don't have influence with your senator and you're just another phone call. Yeah. But what are you doing with the influence you do have? How are you moving upstream and preaching the gospel? And living as a citizen of his kingdom yeah. and operating in that um, because we do bring salt and light, you know, at that time. Well, I think too, um, we underestimate local politics. Yeah, totally. Um, we, my husband and I are heavily involved. Uh, yeah. Well, we aren't heavily involved anymore, but we, yeah. we, we put weight into our local politics. Yeah. We vote for school board members. We, yeah, yeah. we go to, um, what are they called? I can't think of the word. You know, when they talk about those what things. they stand. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those things. Town yeah. halls. Like, there yeah. We go. City council <laughs> meetings and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. We go, we go to those things and we, or we watch them online, you mm-hmm. know, depending on what's yeah. going on, but we, we pay attention to what's happening mm-hmm. because if we can affect change at the local level, yeah. it makes it harder for change to happen in the upper levels. If it's going in the direction, we feel like that's not the direction, you it, know, the way our Republic is set up, it's set up for that to take place. Right. And Autonomy is meant for the state. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even as this pandemic has been going on, there's been different mm-hmm. you know, changes. And so we can't probably reach as much in Washington, but we can reach right here yes. in our counties and in, in our, uh, lo- you know, uh, municipalities, wherever we're at. And so, um, yeah, so I think there's a ton. And I think just ultimately, and we were talking about this, I think, you know, weeks or months ago, um, you know, we think about in, you know, municipalities, mm-hmm. right? We're a part yeah. of Jacksonville or, or Clay County or, or St. John's County municipalities that, that are there. But the scripture teaches us that spiritually, like there's, there's principalities. Yes. And so spiritually for us, how we're, we're going through all this, yes, we're a part of a municipality, mm-hmm. but we're also part we're, 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 there's a, there's a principality operating yep. that comes against the kingdom of God. Yes. And, and that w- we can, we can wage war against those things. So yes. even when we're not at the city council mm-hmm. meeting, we know that a lot of what we're seeing physically is actually spiritual. Yes. And whether we can touch them, whether we can get to them or not, like, I had a professor that said prayer is the submarine warfare. You can't see it going on. Yes. 
you can't see it happening. That's the main thing. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just always stuck with me. Um, it's, it's, it's submarine warfare that we're able to to pray and yeah. believing that prayer makes a difference and it changes it, things. And so it's it is the first thing that we should be doing. Yeah. If we're not 100%. doing that, then we are wrong. Hundred percent. Like that's that's just. Yeah. And and the thing about prayer is it doesn't just shift what's happening in the earth, but it shifts yeah. our heart Yeah, because That's the thing. it's really hard to be offended or mean or hateful to somebody who you're praying for. Oh yeah. A lot of times I don't want to pray. Right. Exactly. Cause I know mm-hmm. I'm not going to yeah. be, get to be angry anymore. And I want to be angry cause exactly. I got to take this out on somebody. Exactly. It's the truth. Absolutely. Oh man. I'm just thinking back. Maybe I made some mistakes. Okay. I'll go back and repent. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have. No, we I mean, <laughs> we just have. Like, we just, we'd rather be angry. We w- we want to sit in our filth. Yeah. Like, we're, we are like pigs. We want to sit in our filth. We want to be angry. We want mm-hmm. to be off- offended because it makes us feel like... We, we have the power. We have power. We ha- we can we can assert justice. We know what's best. Yeah, but it's, it puts us in the place of God. It does. Yep. And, and yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I won't say anything else there. I mean, that's just, oh, that's yeah. a hard truth to be hit with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm and guessing if you've, if you've times. made it to this point in the podcast and your toes have not been stepped on or you're not <laughs> mad with us, then, you know, man, we made it through somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> no, you've made it through. You've made it, you've made it to this point. Yeah. So we do have one last topic to kind yeah. of breach. Um, yeah. And that is... Breach is a bad word and pest. I mean, the uh, well, I mean, capital, capital is breach. <laughs> this, That's, yeah. this one might step on toes. So too, too soon, too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. Sorry. Sorry. I shouldn't have even said it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um. So biblical justice versus social justice. Mm-hmm. That at times can seem counterproductive. And at times can seem parallel. Hmm. Um, so what, how are Christians to respond to, to yeah. those? And what's the, yeah, what's yeah. the dividing lines? Yeah. You know, like where Let's there's so many things. It's pretty easy. They're pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Justice. What's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. One is from social, social justice is what does society thinks right and wrong. Yeah. Define the terms. <laughs> Biblical justice, what does the Bible say is right and wrong? What does God say is right and wrong, right? So like you said, at times, social justice and biblical justice will align. And we can, some people are offended, like Christians are are offended by the term social justice. Yeah, I mean, it's just a word. I'm personally not offended by it, um, but I do realize there is a danger in it because the right and wrong mm-hmm. and, and it's just, I, I, I kind of reject the premise of it mm-hmm. in the first place Yeah, that society can come up with what's right and wrong. I, 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 I just have a different premise yes. that God knows what's right and wrong. And I'm actually, and none of us, and certainly not us collectively even, you know, can, you know, really, know know that outside of God himself and, and his word. And so I think I'd reject the, well, the premise, comes, even though, hey, society's going to have this general opinion and that's going to look like, what do we all vote for? Mm-hmm. 
what did the most people vote for? What did 52% of people or, mm-hmm. or 47, you know, where's that at um, on different topics and how that changes through society. That's just constantly changing, but the word of God does not was, yeah, exactly. change and, and God's character of, and, and what he, he lives and who he is. Mm-hmm. It's his justness. Yes. That is offended when things are wrong. It's his justness. It's, it's his very nature. And so I just pray that um, we know the difference. I think that's the most important thing to me Mm -hmm. out of this conversation is that we understand the premise. We don't have to be offended because someone's using it. Hey, we got to find common ground and things. There are things in social justice that at times that have been brought to the church and like, oh, you need to, this actually needs to be talked about. This hasn't Mm -hmm. been talked about enough. Um, At times uh, it's going to be so wayward from the ways of God, but everybody in society and it's a social justice issue. There's a lot of issues like this now. Mm -hmm. We don't have to get into the issues, but there's a lot of them right now that social justice says it's one thing, but it's, it's not in the word of God. It's anti the word of God. And, and so we got to know the difference. We got to understand the premise that, what social justice even is um, right. and, and how flawed it is yeah, and, and how imperfect it is. But God's justice, um, ju- God's justness and biblical justice are not something that we can also just kind of slough off either and, right. and just say, you know, whatever. I'm just going to throw it out with social justice. I'm going to throw out, you know, biblical justice with it. Well, we're, we're throwing out a lot of the Bible to be quite honest. And we're throwing yeah. out a lot of Jesus's teaching mm-hmm. if we're going to do that. So I'm just going to let that one hang there and let you go do some research mm-hmm. <laughs> on biblical oh. justice. How about that? <laughs> just not give all the answers. And just <laughs> give the answers to the test. Just say, Hey, yeah, don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think we, we want to cherry pick our our biblical truth, and we all have like pref like convictions and things yeah, that like absolutely. set us off that are important to, and that's okay. That's okay, yes. and and just because it's a bigger issue for you than it is the next person, like y- you know, like we probably I'd say every single person in our church, if I asked them, hey, uh, do you would you love to see sex trafficking stopped? 100% yep. of people would be like, yes. If I asked them, is that a biblical justice issue? 100% of the people will say yes. If um, I said, how many of you have done something about that? <laughs> right, that'd be a much yes. smaller thing. And we, the thing is, there's a lot of different issues and we can do different things about different issues. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's valuing what biblical justice is and participating be be an active participator well and not and like you're saying not 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 being worried about having to defend them all or like make it your your life's goal is to see biblical justice come to the world that's not your goal our end goal is to love god above all else mm-hmm. that is our end goal yeah and in that he drives us to the justice that we need to be a part of the yeah. action that we need to do and yeah. so you're not responsible for seeing biblical justice come to earth. He's going to make that all things right. right. Yes. Yes. You Everything need, in the dark will be mm-hmm. brought into the light. We need to follow his spirit. Mm-hmm. We need to, to allow, you know, when, when you see something in the word of God and it stands out to you, like figure that out because he's trying to tell you something, mm-hmm. you know, like 
allow those things to happen in your life so that you are pursuing biblical justice in the earth, but you're doing it in such a way that you are led by his, by him Mm -hmm. and you are, you are seeking him first. Mm -hmm. You know, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't just mean blessing. Mm -hmm. That means calling conviction drive, you know, those things come Mm -hmm. when you're loving God before everything else. What, Paul says is a harvest of righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. those little seeds we sow of, man, I did the right thing there. Yes. This was a hard integrity decision at my work, mm-hmm. but I stood up for the right thing. Yes. I protected that person. I spoke mm-hmm. up for them. I went to bat for them. Yes. That's biblical justice. That's living out biblical justice. Not just happening in courtrooms, it's happening in boardrooms and classrooms as yes. well. Yes, yes, um, everywhere. And 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 so I, I think we've just got to settle within ourselves that um, I'm going to be obedient to what God's leading me to. Yeah, and um, I can I can make a, a difference, and I am making a difference through faithfulness and obedience. And as I plant these seeds all around these different yeah. rooms, um, it's going to reap a harvest of righteousness that I'm I'm becoming more like Christ. Um, I'm thinking biblically, I'm thinking right, and I'm acting. My actions yeah. are following that too because of you know the empowerment of the Spirit. So, Absolutely. I love that. And I, I think we're going to stop there because yeah, I feel like that is great. such a, a great spot to end. Yeah. Like let's walk in, let's pursue God first and be obedient to his, his call when he asks us to stand up for truth and justice and let's, let's rest there. Yeah. So we're just, we're so glad that you joined us this week. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast that we didn't step on your toes too much. <laughs> if we didn't, and if you're not mad with us, then man, I just feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Come I'm just, I'm counting on making some people <laughs> mad and lots of toes stepped on. I know I toes stepped on my toe, my own toes. A few I, t- times. I was I stepped on my toes too. So we're good. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you're not alone. We are, we are right there with you. We can you. laugh our way through it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And these hard conversations are, are where we get to see the Holy Spirit move mm. and change and reshape us yeah. into more, more like him and more yeah. what he's called us to. So yeah, awesome. we're thankful you're here. Um, like, subscribe, and share this podcast um, so that we can help more people walk out their weekly, daily life. Um, and just know that we are praying for you and we love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week.